Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's happening? What's happening? Hello, my name is Brad Harden, and I'm the host of the brand new show here on the Hoop Ball Network, Hoop Ball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks, from box score breakdown, training camp, free agency, the rumor mill, you love John Collins, you love Ice Trey, you love JR Crickets, well, check us out, follow us at Hoop Ball Hawks on Twitter, follow myself at Brad Jarrett. Six, seven on Twitter, and we hope y'all check us out. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ah, yes, we have basketball to talk about here on the Hoop Bowl Chicago Bulls podcast. My name is Greg Mraz. It is a pleasure to have you along for the ride. It is, yes, been a while since we have talked to you, but we have basketball news. We have Bulls news. We have exciting things to talk about because guess what? Less than a month after the NBA bubble in Orlando ended, we have a plan for the 2020-2021 season. As first reported by Sham Sharania of Stadium, Adrian Wojnarowski also talking about this on his Twitter timeline. The NBA Players Association Board of Representatives voted Thursday night to approve a plan for a December 22nd start to the season that includes a 72-game schedule, which cleared the way for the league and union to finalize the details that the NBA will announce on Friday, meaning today. Note also that the NBA draft is currently set for November 18th, which is just 12 days from now, and the NBA Players Association is looking to negotiate with the NBA to open up free agency as soon as three days after the NBA draft, and you are also going to have training camps open on December 1. So think about that. In the span of less than a month, we are going to have the NBA draft, NBA free agency, and NBA training camps get going. And in less than two months, we will start next NBA season. Which to me is a big relief if you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Because the Chicago Bulls last played in early March. They were not invited to the bubble, and many wondered when they would play again. A lot of people had speculated that the NBA season wouldn't start until early February. But the NBA wants to stay on a strict timeline. They don't want, and this is what's especially important, because this was not going to be a problem if 2020 had ended up being normal. But again, 2020 and normal are complete opposites of each other. So we can't ever use those two words in the same sentence, ever. My point being, if 2020 had gone off normally, at least from the NBA scope, The NBA Finals would have ended second week of June, and then the NBA players would be going to Japan for the Olympics in early July. However, 
The Olympics were canceled and moved to 2021. The NBA realizes that the Olympics are not going to move, so the NBA had to make an adjustment. They realized that, in the grand scheme of things, what's the big difference between 82 and 72 games? And if they can start earlier, they can end earlier. Meaning, they're going to be able to get the season done and have the finals done on a similar timeline to what would have happened this year if everything had gone off as normal and if the Olympics were being scheduled as normal. The NBA is basically scheduled around the Olympics here, which is why they want to get the season started so early. Now, for a lot of teams, with the exception of the Lakers and the Heat, they've basically had a full month and a half off already. The Lakers and the Heat ended in mid-October, so they've barely been off for three weeks, and they're expected to get going again, at least in regards to training camp, in less than a month. So it's going to be a short turnaround for LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the defending champion Lakers. But for the Chicago Bulls, they're going to be fresh and ready to go. How that roster is going to look remains to be seen. And the reason why is that we don't know who their draft picks are going to be. We don't know what direction they're going to go in free agency. We don't know who from last year's team is still going to be on the team. There have been a couple of scrimmages, but what do those scrimmages mean if not all of those players are going to be on the roster come next season. It, quite frankly, doesn't mean anything. So for the Bulls, it's about understanding where you're going to be moving into training camp with the core guys that you do expect to be around, which is Kobe White, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, and assumingly... Otto Porter Jr., because nobody in a pandemic is going to take Otto Porter Jr.'s $28 million contract. The NBA does not have a set plan yet for how many people they're going to allow into arenas for the 2020-2021 season. A lot of it is going to depend on local authorities, and in Chicago, it is going to be a lot more restrictive than it would be in places such as Miami, where the governor of Florida basically doesn't give a crap about anybody's health or safety, because that's Ron DeSantis for you. But we're not going to get political on this podcast. On my other podcast, the MLB Morning Coffee Pod, we have been known to get a little bit political at times, but I want to avoid that on this show. As I look at what the Bulls are going to do with the number four overall pick, because NBA free agency is going to come so soon after the draft, the Bulls are basically going to look at their roster and say, what decisions do we make based on who we end up drafting? So if the Bulls end up going point guard, and that point guard is either LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, or Tyrese Halliburton, which I think are the top three guards that they would probably go after, then that means see you later, Chris Dunn. They still have Tomas Sadaransky under contract, but I don't think anybody's going to want to take his $10 million during a pandemic. All these teams are losing money. They're not going to want to take on additional money, especially money that they don't think is going to help them win a championship. Also remember, and this is key when talking about the pandemic and what it has done to teams' finances, the big free agency class is going to be in 2021, which means you're going to see a lot of guys get undervalued in this free agent cycle. A lot of rosters with the exception of the draft, are going to end up staying the same. So don't be too surprised if this Chicago Bulls team 
ends up being very similar to the roster that you had last year. I know we've done this on a couple of recent episodes, but let's go through a couple of the contracts. Here's the money that is going to come off the books if these players do not return. Chris Dunn in his $5.3 million, Denzel Valentine in his $3.3 million, Shaq Harrison in his contract of $900,000, and, and this is relevant for cap purposes, Omeris Sheik, who hasn't played for the Bulls in years, and his $3 million in dead money. So, that is, by my calculation, if I do the math, and I don't know if it's smart to do the math while I'm doing a recording, you basically have cleared up, including a chic, about 12 to $12.5 million worth of salary that is not going to be coming back to your team. So let's look at the contracts that you probably are not going to be able to get rid of. You won't be able to get rid of Cristiano Felicio. Nobody is going to want to take a subpar power forward with a $7.5 million contract. You're not going to be able to get rid of Otto Porter Jr. I don't think anybody is going to want to take an injury-prone small forward who's going to make $28.5 million. So the Bulls are stuck with Otto Porter Jr. for 2020-2021. He is going to be a part of this team. Get used to it. If he's healthy, he's a starter. And your starting lineup, at least in terms of the current guys who are on the roster, with him would be Porter, Levine, Carter, White, and Markinen. You also have $13.5 million paid to Thaddeus Young. At 32 years old, I don't know how many teams are going to take $13.5 million of Thaddeus Young. Unless the Bulls want to try and swing a trade to where they can dump Porter, Young, maybe Felicio, to Oklahoma City for Chris Paul. I don't think that's a smart trade. I know that when we talked with Jacob Niffin of the Uncontested Pod that we had brought that up, I don't think at this stage of the Chicago Bulls development that it is worth trading away dead money for $41 million of Chris Paul. And that's not to say that Chris Paul can't help you be a more competitive team right now. What it says is that the Bulls can't afford to waste money on a guy that is not going to get you to the promised land during the time that he is under contract. Let's be honest. The Chicago Bulls are not contending for an NBA title in this upcoming season. They're not contending for an NBA title in 2021-2022. The earliest I think that that window would be open, if all goes right, would be 2022-2023. And that, by the way, is assuming that you hang on to your current core pieces of Kobe White, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., and Zach Levine, and find a way to get better through the draft and through free agency. The only player that is currently going to be under contract in 2022-2023 is Kobe White. Laurie Markkinen will be a free agent after this year. Wendell Carter Jr. will be a free agent after next year. Same with Zach Levine. He'll be a free agent after next year. There are options on Thad Young and Tomas Sadaransky for 2021-2022. Those are not going to get picked up. So the Chicago Bulls are going to make a big decision about the future of their franchise with the draft pick that they make at number four in the next couple weeks. Whether it be with that number four pick or whether it be with a pick in the second round, you have got to take a point guard. 
if you are going to let Chris Dunn walk, and all indications are that they will, you have got to draft your next point guard of the future. If you play three-guard offense, which Billy Donovan probably can do with Kobe White, Zach Levine, and point guard X, and then your bigs are an athletic duo of Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen, that's a team that I can get excited about. Granted, if you don't want to play with a three-guard lineup, you've got Otto Porter Jr. in there as the three, and then you can swap out Kobe White handling the point with Zach Levine or point guard of the future handling the point and then swapping a two-guard, Levine and White. Although I'm sure that they want Kobe White to start at this point, although who knows how Billy Donovan is going to make those decisions. Speaking of Billy Donovan, he made some additions to his coaching staff and some names that you're probably going to like. And we'll get into that after this commercial break. Okay, listen up, friends. This is big. On Monday after this coming weekend, HoopBall's entire portfolio of goodies for the 2020-2021 season is coming out to you. The Draft Guide, a future access pass to the Brewski 150, our brand new Fantasy Pass, DFS Pass, Wager Pass, and HoopBall 360 membership plans, they're all coming Monday. Here's a little bit more on it. You guys all know what the Draft Guide and Brewski 150 are. The guide is the best NBA fantasy draft resource on earth, and the Brewski 150 is the single best rank list every year for a decade. But HoopBall's new subscriptions are going to revolutionize how you play fantasy, bet, and watch the NBA. The Fantasy Pass has the draft guide, Brewski 150, and all of our other in-season tools in it. The DFS Pass has lineups and Discord chats. The Wager Pass has winners from the best young handicappers in the industry. You're going to have your mind blown at extraordinarily low monthly rates. Make sure you follow at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter for updates or just head to hoop-ball.com and sign up for the email list to make sure you get alerted when it's out. So welcome back into the HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast. A couple of big coaching hires made by Billy Donovan. He brings up Maurice Cheeks from Oklahoma City to be his lead assistant coach. Cheeks has NBA head coaching experience. He's been with Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City, and he's from Chicago. This is the perfect guy to have as your lead assistant. I always think that the best NBA teams have former head coaches as their lead assistants. Take, for example, the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr had Alvin Gentry, and then he had Mike Brown. Steve Nash in Brooklyn is going to have Mike D'Antoni as one of his lead assistants. And don't forget this past year, and granted a lot less relevant because Frank Vogel had been a head coach before, but Jason Kidd had head coaching stops in Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And Lloyd Pierce in Atlanta just added veteran NBA head coach Nate McMillan to his staff. So putting somebody like Mo Cheeks on this Bulls staff is great because you're going to have the wisdom of two NBA head coaches one that has done it for a while and done it successfully in Billy Donovan, and one that has been a lead assistant and an NBA head coach, that being Maurice Cheeks. The Bulls also added former Bucks assistant Josh Longstaff to Donovan's coaching staff, and I think that that is a really good hire because Coach Budenholzer in Milwaukee has developed a very good staff around him. In fact, one of his assistants, Darvin Ham, was rumored to interview for the Bulls job. So you've got two new assistants that come in that have a lot of experience. 
The Bulls purged out three assistants, Roy Rogers, Nate Lenzer, and Karen Stack Umloff. Chris Fleming survived of the coaches that were on Jim Boylan's staff, but he is the only one that survived, and who knows what Fleming's role is going to be structurally in the new Billy Donovan regime. This is going to be a very diverse coaching staff in terms of experience and in terms of style. But Billy Donovan is a guy that is a player's coach. And he brought in another guy that's going to be a player's coach in Maurice Cheeks. So, needless to say, everything is going well for the Bulls right now in terms of how they are structuring their coaching staff. With the approval of the start of the NBA season for December 22nd and training camp set to open on December 1st, any remaining hires are going to be made very shortly. And I think Arturis Karnishevis understands that there is a big time crunch. We have got a long way to go, Chicago Bulls fans, but the one thing I can tell you is that the Bulls are trending in the right direction. The NBA draft is happening in 12 days. Big parts of the Bulls' future are going to be added to the roster that night. Big parts of the Bulls' future have already been added in their new coaching staff and their new front office. This is the direction. This is the new era of the Chicago Bulls, and they are going to see it through for years to come. This is not going to be a short-term rebuild. You can say that they've already been in a rebuild, but this regime is going to take their time to make sure they get this right. They hired the best coach available out on the market. There is zero question. Billy Donovan was the best coach available, and the Bulls got him. Some may argue that Mike D'Antoni was the best coach available, but Mike D'Antoni is not for everyone. The Bulls also, by the way, hired Billy Donovan before Doc Rivers got let go by the L.A. Clippers. And by the way, I would make the argument that based on Doc Rivers' success in the playoffs, that Billy Donovan is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has just had a lot of really good rosters. A lot of people might disagree with me, but Doc Rivers is the only coach in NBA history to have blown three different 3-1 series leads in the playoffs. The numbers speak for themselves. So draft night will be coming up soon, and we will see then what the Bulls are going to do in regards to their future at point guard, their future in the front court, and future depth in several positions that most desperately need it. Let's be honest about this, Bulls fans. There are only a few pieces of this roster that are going to be here five years from now. Right now, it's about drafting guys that you know are going to be a part of your future for the next five years and probably more. That's what you want to do with the number four overall pick. You want to draft that franchise player that can help get your team to the next level. And in my opinion, the next level is not competing for a championship in two years. What the next level is, is being a competitive team in the Eastern Conference, being a team that can get a top four seed in the playoffs, being a team that can win a playoff series and be competitive in a second round playoff series. I want to set realistic goals for this team. I don't think it's fair for us to say that just because the Bulls have changed a lot overnight that they should immediately be a playoff contender. They may be just as bad this year as they were last year under Jim Boylan, but they are going to play better basketball, they are going to have a better system, and a better coach is going to breed a better culture. You can almost guarantee that.
In fact, I would be willing to 100% guarantee that. The players are excited about Billy Donovan. They like what he has to bring to the table. That's why he brought in somebody like Maurice Cheeks, a guy that people love, respect, and know is going to make this young team a whole heck of a lot better. Why did you bring in these guys? Why did you bring in experienced coaches? Because you want to get the most out of Wendell Carter Jr. You want to salvage what you can out of Laurie Markkinen and turn him into the former seventh overall pick that you thought was going to be a superstar. You want to take Zach Levine's game to the next level, and you want to turn Kobe White into a legit combo guard that could be an all-star in years to come. That is the task of this coaching staff. The cupboard is not bare, but you are going to need help and need depth to turn this team into a contender. That is it for the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoopball Network. Make sure you go and follow all of our Hoopball podcasts. We've got the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Heat, the Nets. If I'm forgetting one, I'm sorry. We've got lots of other Hoopball pods that are going to give you your basketball fix a little bit more frequently than I do. But coming up next week, Brad Harden of the Hoopball Hawks podcast is going to join us to talk about the parallels in the building process for both the Bulls and the Hawks, two franchises that are in very similar positions in regards to their development. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And as always, Go Bulls! This has been a Hoopball presentation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.